a gun in the face. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. Started two years of horror for an American in Venezuela. They said, you need to give us your phone and get ready because you're coming with us. I'm Becky Bruce, and I spent a year researching and piecing together Josh and Tammy Holt's story about their ordeal in a notorious prison. That's when everything started to turn bad. We had another pound on the door. Boom, boom, boom. And there was the police once again. You can binge all of the episodes of Hope in Darkness on kslpodcasts.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Utah's best athletes count on flexibility, speed, strength. And the Jazz pick up their 22nd assist. So they count on University of Utah help. Brielle Soleil puts this game away. And so can you. Leading doctors, a world-class environment, award-winning innovation, care to be great. 14 unanswered by the Utes. University of Utah Health, caring for Utah's best and yours. Schedule your appointment now at uofuhealth.org slash care to be great. The final horn has sounded. That'll do it. And it's time for the Mark Miller Utah Jazz postgame show with your hosts, Jake Scott and the coach, Tim LaCoe. Jazz fall 114 to 98 to the Thunder. Let's get right downstairs and hear from Coach Hardy. Themselves and this organization and this community um, is really special. And like I said, like it'll really separate the people that are actually watching and paying attention. I think analytics and numbers has made all of us a little bit lazy um, because you're able to tell a story without really paying attention to the game itself and what goes on between the lines every night. I mean, you guys are not those people because you come to the games and you watch the team play and you're around practice and you're around the off days and uh, you come on the road and you see the guys and you've seen how they've grown um, both on the court and how some of their personalities have sort of blossomed off the court. Um, Couldn't be more proud of the team. yeah, the, this one hurts for sure. I guess on those lines, like, does it sting knowing that the playoffs are not possible now? Yeah, that's for sure. Um, I mean, that's kind of what I'm getting at. Like, it's a, it's a hard moment to know that, you know, you're out. But, again, I don't think that our team shouldn't walk out of here or think about this season in any other way than with their head up and shoulders pulled back and with a lot of pride because I think that, um, you know, they've they've represented themselves individually and collectively, you know, the way that, that we want to represent the Jazz and, you know, our fan base moving forward, like with toughness and um, the togetherness and laying it on the line every night, never quitting. Um, you know, we, we kind of leaned into our imperfection as a group and we tried to just have everybody understand what they bring to the party every night and try to put them in the situations to be their most successful. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's, not a, it's not a good feeling because you know all the hard work that's gone in and you know how much they care and you see it on their faces like they're, they're hurting too. Um, 
you know, these moments are hard, but the the margins between winning and losing sometimes are very small. I've said that to you guys a bunch this year. Um, and I'll continue to tell our team, like, it's never as bad as it feels. Because, again, I think anybody that's paid attention to our team this year understands um, the heart and the fun and the toughness that they have. How do you get these guys to turn around and play two more games knowing that, I mean, it's not like it's meaningful basketball in the same way that this was? Yeah, I think, um, you know, it's a great question. It's There is still a love for just playing. Um, you know, Kelly's a great example of that. Like, Kelly will play every day. Kelly plays one-on-one after practice. He'll play two-on-two, three-on-three, five-on-five. Like, he just wants to play. He loves playing basketball. And we have a lot of guys on our team that love playing basketball. And so, you know, this is probably a moment just to lean into that. Like, it's an opportunity to go play two more basketball games. And some guys are looking to make a name for themselves. They're looking to build a reputation. They're looking to stick in the league. And opportunity is something that you can't take lightly. Um, the ability to put on an NBA jersey and step in between the lines of an NBA game is a gift. It's an honor. It's whatever you want to say. Like It cannot be taken lightly. And there are plenty of guys who are not in the NBA right now who would tell all of them the same thing. Like You think that it's something that's going to be there forever, and you think that you're thought of in a certain way and the next thing you know you're not on a team and you're playing somewhere else and so um, you know any minute you get to play in the NBA is valuable and so I think that'll be the message it's it's some of that and some of in your core you started playing basketball because you love it and um, try to lean into that for these last two games what do you have against Kelly and why don't you want him to have a triple-double well, I mean, if I had left him in, he could have gotten it two ways. He could have gotten yes. it with turnovers or assists. Um, but sorry, Kelly. Uh, he's Kelly's great. He's banged up. He's a warrior. Um, I just felt like at that moment, the only way to make tonight worse is Kelly gets hurt and turns his ankle or gets elbowed in the face or something. So um, he can say that I robbed him of a triple double. I'm fine with that. What did you see from Mozart? What did you see from Mozart playing him on the ball and you know having him you know um, initiate the offense and playing him off the ball screens as the initiator? Yeah, that's. It's not something that I'm gonna overanalyze. It's obviously a little uncomfortable. It's something that he hasn't done before, and to find out. 60 minutes before the game that you're going to play a lot of point guard tonight um, is probably not what he thought was going to happen today. So, um, you know, we tried to, when he had the ball, most of it was trying to run some things that got him off of it early and then it comes back to him. Um, I think overall he he did fine. Like he, he can dribble the ball. Um, but there's a fine line when guys are pressuring you of like, do I try to execute or do I just break the play and take off? Um and that's only something that you gain through experience being the person that brings the ball up the court all the time. Um, I thought, based on the situation tonight, I thought he did fine. Um, I know he's frustrated that he didn't shoot the ball great from the perimeter, but I think he, he took good shots. What's, what can he do next when he's not scoring to really still impact the game? Uh, I think defense needs to be a huge focus. I think he's been a good defender this year, but I think he can take a big jump. Um, you know, I also think that sometimes when you're 
when you're playing more minutes like he has been and you're more involved, fatigue sets in and all of a sudden those things that we all thought about Ochai early in the season like, oh man, he's a great cutter. Oh wow, he crashes the glass a lot and gets these loose balls. You don't do as much because you don't have as much energy and you're involved in other ways. And so, you know, as he gets used to playing more minutes and used to playing in that way, I would hope that he could still find a way to get back to some of those initial like hustle type plays. And I'm not trying to say that Ocha doesn't play hard. It's just fatigue sets in and it's hard to focus on everything at once. So, um, you know, obviously you could point to playmaking stuff. I said before the game that I'll take the hit for that. He hasn't been overly involved in a playmaking type role this year. So that may be unfair to judge him on, but um, you know, the defense, I think he can stir it up a little bit on that end and then get back to some of the hustle stuff on the other end. Got word that you guys signed Luca to a deal, including next season, or at least you know, guaranteed or not. But kind of what has he done for you guys and, and tonight, and then kind of looking forward to everyone growing team? Yeah, I mean, his talent is sort of obvious in some ways. Like he's 6'9, 6'10, can run, jump, move his feet. Um, he's got good touch, a good-looking shot, and he's 23 years old. And so I think, um, you know, he's he's somebody that I had experience with in San Antonio. Um, he was he's still young, but he was much younger then. Um, and he, similar to Chris Dunn, it's a little different, but um, you know, he went to the G League for a year and a half, and his perspective on basketball changed um similar to like what i was saying to sarah earlier like you think you're going to be in the nba and then all of a sudden you're not and all of a sudden the phone's not ringing and no one wants to call you up and no one wants to bring you in and um it changes your perspective and i think he came in with a different level of maturity um in terms of like what it takes to really stick in the league and how his approach needs to change and um how he can impact the game and the way he needs to be a great teammate and all those things. And, and he it's not that he wasn't those things the last time I was with him. He was just young and immature and had just moved across the world. Um, so I think we're very happy that we've got him. Um, it's going to be great to work with him this summer because six, nine, six, ten guys that can run, jump, move their feet and shoot aren't just walking around everywhere. Um, so And he's a wonderful human being. So it's going to be a... It's going to be a lot of fun. Obviously, he's somebody that, from a playing style, you look at as, is he a three? Is he a four? Could he be a small five? It's like yes and no and maybe to all those things. Um, the way we play, we kind of like to put guys in a bunch of different spots, and I just think he has that that skill set, maybe like a Kelly type, where he can do a bunch of different things, uh, be a little bit of a Swiss Army knife for us. Thank you. Thanks, Thanks, guys. There's Jazz head coach Will Hardy. Jazz fall tonight to the Thunder, 114-298. Coach Lacombe, uh, thoughts to start us out? Well, I just um, always interesting when a, you know, you kind of get a, the season ends, I guess. You, you kind of realize you're not going to really progress beyond the schedule at hand. Uh, you're so engaged for so many months, and you're flying along, and then all of a sudden, wham, reality sets in. I think we saw, we heard a little bit of that uh, in coach tonight, but uh, I totally echo what he said, how proud he is of these guys and what they represented, the fact that 
you know, first year with you know with him at the helm, and you know the guys just did a great job. We talked about it in the pregame. Chemistry is great. Effort's been awesome, and uh, it's it's made for a very fun, enjoyable season. With I don't man, I don't know if I've been around a, a season that has this many great games. You know, tonight not being one of them. No, but, <laughs> but most of them, but the most vast of them have majority, been pretty good. Yeah. <clears throat> so a couple of pieces of news. Um, if uh, you're just hearing, to the Jazz have been officially eliminated from playing contention with the loss tonight. And the other bit, you heard uh, Coach Hardy talking about it a little bit. The Jazz are signing Luka Shamanich for the rest of the season, a deal including guaranteed money and trigger dates. As a uh, little aside, uh, you heard Coach Hardy talk about how he's looking forward to having him uh, around this summer. Yeah, no, that'll be great. The development you know, curve with this this group, this staff, and uh, all the development guys has been really good. Uh, the time that they've spent Walker and Ochai. Um, so, yeah, it would be awesome to see Luca in that same, uh, get that same opportunity. Uh, really impressive. You know, it's ta- he had a good run in, in his time uh, with the Jazz thus far. And certainly, I think, worth totally worth bringing in a skilled big guy that can shoot it. Yeah, that works. All right, with that, we will say good night to our network stations. Our next broadcast is coming your way on Saturday afternoon. Two games to go. Saturday's game against the Nuggets will start at uh, 1.30. For those of you sticking around with us, we'll have more post-game sound. We'll continue to get Coach Lacombe's thoughts as well. The Jazz fall tonight to the Thunder, 114-98. to You are listening to Utah Jazz Basketball. Final horn has sounded. That'll do it. And it's time for the Mark Miller Utah Jazz postgame show with your hosts, Jake Scott and the coach, Tim LaCoe. Jazz postgame, Jake Scott, coach Tim LaCoe. Postgame brought to you by Mark Miller Subaru and the My Subaru Is campaign. Real stories from real Mark Miller Subaru customers. Share your Subaru story for a chance to win prizes. Learn more and share MarkMillerSubaru.com. Jazz fall tonight to the Thunder, 114-98, to officially eliminated from uh, playoff play-in uh, contention. Uh, Jazz led tonight, coached by uh, Chris Dunn, who was great. 22 points, 7 boards, 8 assists uh, for him tonight. Kelly Olenek, 16 points, 14 rebounds, 8 assists. As he was uh, trying to get to that triple double, although uh, good good line by coach there, that Kelly had seven turnovers as well, so he could have gotten that triple double in a different way if he would have left him out there. Yeah, but leave him out there and let's see which one it is. No, just kidding. Uh, no, and he also alluded that you know Kelly's banged up and no need getting him hurt out there in a meaningless game. So when that thing was out of hand, you know, coach made that move, but we were all tracking it, we were watching it. He and Dunn had a shot at it. Uh, by the way, Chris Dunn today, 9 of 10 from the field. That's going to improve his shooting, uh, which is, this is interesting. So his career, right? His career shooting stats. He's a 42% field goal, 43% field goal shooter, and a 31% three-point percentage shooter. He's almost 10% better. Wow. Uh, field goal percentage shooter and 11 almost 12% better at three. Wow. So that's been really the difference for him. He's made shots, and nine for ten, holy cow, that's efficient. And has done it at this point for a pretty healthy sample size. So, I mean, that's got to turn some heads. He's been just terrific uh, with the Jazz, and he was two of two from three tonight as well. In fact, nobody shot the ball well from three outside of of Chris Dunn. The Jazz only five of 31 as a team, just 16% 
So Ochai went 0 of 8 tonight. Samanich, uh, Shamanich, excuse me, uh, excuse me, 1 of 5. Olenek, 0 for 2. Fontecchio, 1 for 6. Juan Toscano-Anderson, 0 for 5. Johnny Juzang, uh, 1 for 3. In fact, there's your three-point takeover brought to you by Pura, the possibility of scent. The Jazz had their worst three-point shooting night uh, tonight. Nobody really shot the ball well outside of Chris Dunn. And I had to chuckle when Booner said, you know, I haven't seen a Jazz team shoot the ball like this, and it's true. But, you know, this team has been through a lot of variations, and this one is whittled down to, um, like I said, just above you and I. So uh, this team, they they got good looks, but just couldn't knock them in. And 5 for 31, that was really, at the end of the day, that was the that was the big difference. Shea led the way for the uh, Thunder. Uh, Gilgis Alexander had 22 points on 7 of 19 shooting. Uh, seven assists and seven rebounds as well. Josh Giddy added uh, 17 points. Uh, let's see here. How about a nice second half for Aaron Wiggins, who finished the game with 15 points, plus 19 and the plus minus two. Dario Saric also had a nice second half. He had 14 points coming in off the bench for Oklahoma City, who, um, you know, had better players tonight. And, you know, have been or have had a ton of picks. And we're starting to see those picks turn into guys. And, man, they've got talent. When you when you figure Holmgren's setting out still, uh, but Giddy's really established himself, uh, Alexander. So this is a team that's going to be fun to watch for a lot of years. Feels like they're on the rise. Yep. Um, and they still have a bunch of picks left to go. I mean, they have they could make, you know, some trades for some veterans going into next year. They can do all sorts of things. They've got tons of flexibility. But it does appear – as if they're ready to turn the corner. They have Lou Dort. I mean, come on. We love, love Lou Dort. Some Lou Dort. Yeah. But, yeah, I like Oklahoma City. I like the direction they're going. I'll be I'll be curious to hear uh, what they – or see, I guess, what they do with the rest of those assets they've accrued during the rebuild. Uh, let's go back downstairs. It's time now to hear from Chris Dunn. How would you describe the guarantee of this team? Uh, we got a lot of great guys on the team. Um you know, it's a good group, you know, it's a good atmosphere to be around, you know, even, you know, through the losses, even through the wins, you know, everybody stay consistent with their attitude. And I think that's a a great thing to be around, you know, uh, and it's just building com- camaraderie. So uh, it's definitely a great group. With the wins and losses and the fight to the finish, what have you learned about yourself? About myself or the team? Yourself. Um, you know, no matter what, just keep the fight. Um, you just never know, you know, uh, I've been in plenty of games in my life where, Anything can happen, so you just got to keep going towards uh, to the you know the clock ends, and I think that's what's so special about this group. Um, you know, we got a lot of young guys, but everybody understand like just keep the fight. You know, just no matter what, anything can happen, and I think uh, you know good things will you know uh, start to happen. You know, once you know everybody start to do what they do. Will was talking about how you know days in the NBA are never guaranteed, and that even though the last two games you guys won't be fighting for a playoff spot, that it's an honor to be on the NBA court, and so there is something to play for. What's your viewpoint on that? Yeah, I agree. I think uh, Kelly O'Linick spoke about it. I think maybe yesterday. Um, you know, I think Coach and Kelly, you know, they're right. You know, we got a lot of young guys. Um, even myself, you know, each and every day, you got to prove yourself. There's so many, so much talent in this league. Um, you know, there's a draft every year. You know, uh, new guys are coming in. So when you get the chance and opportunity, you got to play hard. You got to play the right way, and more importantly, you just got to be a good person off the court. So, you know, you just got to take advantage of the opportunities that's given. When, when you guys have been playing the right way and playing hard and, and everything, do, does it make a, a night like this hurt even more? 
just come up short with the playoffs? Yeah, for sure. You know, uh, we're all competitors. You know, we all want to win. It's life. You're not going to win each and every game. Um, the best thing you could do is, you know, go watch the film, uh, see where we can improve, see where we could get better. And then, you know, the next day, tomorrow, you know, we go in the gym and we work. And uh, hopefully we get better results uh, these next two games. That is Chris Dunn uh, from the locker room. And Chris was uh, terrific tonight for the Jazz. 22 points, 8 assists, 7 rebounds, 9 of 10 shooting, 2 of 2 from 3. We talked during the pregame about uh, all the pleasant surprises on this Jazz team. That certainly is one of them considering they signed him off the couch. You know, a couple of 10 days and they found a dude who, who certainly can contribute. Yeah, he's been such a joy to watch because... I think like Coach Hardy said, he he does personify a guy who was really well thought of and drafted highly, and his time in the NBA kind of drifted away. And I think for him getting that second chance, being out um, on a, on the court, and then having this much success, I'm like he's got to he's got to have a ton of confidence, and that really above uh, all else, if you if you can be confident, you know that cures a lot of ills, and so it's helping him a ton. Post game brought to you by Mark Miller Subaru and the My Subaru Is campaign. Real stories from real Mark Miller Subaru customers. Subaru owners are diverse and each has a unique story to share. Read some and share your own at mysubaruis.com. Jazz fall tonight to the Thunder, uh, 114 to 98. We'll have more sound for you. Continue to uh, break this one down. Coming up next, you're listening to Utah Jazz Basketball. It's the story of an American held in a dark Venezuelan prison. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. I'm Becky Bruce. I spent a year working on Hope in Darkness, which now has more than 2 million downloads. Find it on kslpodcast.com or wherever you listen to podcasts. Jazz post game Jake Scott coach Tim Lacombe. Jazz fall to the Thunder tonight, one fourteen to ninety eight. Post game brought to you by Mark Miller Subaru and the My Subaru Is campaign. Real stories from real Mark Miller Subaru customers. Share your Subaru story for a chance to win prizes. Learn more and share at markmillersubaru.com. Uh, coach, let's uh, check out the Master of the Glass tonight. Uh, safe by brought to you by Safe Light Auto Glass. Proud to present this year's Master of the Glass Rebound Program. At the end of the regular season, which is coming up quickly, SafeLight will donate $5 to a charitable organization for each rebound secured by this year's team. Rebound leader Kelly Olenek is your master of the glass uh, for the Utah Jazz tonight with 14 rebounds to go along with 16 points and 8 assists. The Jazz were out-rebounded by the Thunder, however, 50-45, to 45, and the Thunder were able to get 17 offensive rebounds, Coach. That's a big number. Zone man, it's one of the drawbacks, and it, and you'd think that that would be something. Okay, we're gonna we're gonna get a foolproof rebounding zone. I just don't know that it exists. And the big disconnect is guys don't have they they're more inclined to an area as opposed to a man, uh, and so they, you know, it's it's hit or miss on the blockouts from time to tough time. to box. Yeah, you're out. out of spot. You're out of your normal spots. So, uh, but you know, the zone we talked to David about it has has been effective at times and not so uh, effective at times, and uh, gave up a bunch of 
second half of five, or second chance opportunities to the Thunder tonight for sure. So that combined with the Jazz five for thirty one, man, you're going to have a hard time. Seventeen offensive rebounds, only five uh, made threes. It's going to be a hard game to win. Let's get back downstairs. Let's continue to uh, listen to some sound and hear from Luka Shamanich. Uh, it's great. I mean, he's such a good coach and person, and I, I love it here. And the way he welcomed me and everything, I mean, I can only thank him for it. Seriously. What's this process been like since you've been here and signed with the team to get to this point where you're re-signing? Oh, it was actually, I mean, you know, you don't know the team and everything, but besides that, it was really easy. They made it so easy for me, so I'm really grateful for them. What does your off-season look like now that you know you're going to be here? Or you probably haven't thought that long. Uh, I mean, I did. No. Uh, I'm going to go home a little bit. I didn't see my family for a little bit, but it's going to be sure I'm coming back here. So, I mean, I have a lot of work to do this summer. How's your perspective changed just on the NBA, having been a first-round draft pick and now being where you are at the Jazz? Yeah, I mean, uh, you don't get a second chance often, so everything that happened, you know, happened for a reason. Made me who I, am. I wouldn't take it back at all, but I'm just very happy to be here. And, you know, I think the perspective is now grateful for everything that happened. Take nothing for granted. Speaking of that work you're going to do this summer, what are you hoping to focus on, or have you thought about that yet? No, I'm going to ask coach and the front, whatever they want. Shooting, defense, uh, it doesn't matter. Whatever they say. Yeah, whatever they say. Do you think that you're going to be staying in Utah for part of the summer? Yeah, for sure. 100%. Where do you feel like your game has changed the most since you know you first came into the league with the Spurs to going to the G League to where you are now? Uh, I mean, I think much maturity, like the mental toughness, toughness physically on the court, and then you know just taking pride defensively and. You know, then just whatever the coach needs, seriously. So, on the defense, office, whatever. So, Will alluded to how you have the potential to truly be a, a positionless player. He said you could see you playing five, small ball five a lot, two, three, four. Where do you think, where are you most comfortable? Where do you think you're best? Uh, I mean, this year in the G League, I played four and a lot of five, and then I came here and I, the first time I played a three, so. I don't even know. I mean, I like the five, I like the four. I just like to be in the game, so seriously, whatever. Two, three, four, one. It doesn't matter. You think this system kind of fits you pretty well then? I mean, look at Kelly, you know, he's such a good player. He's thriving here, so, and Lowry, I didn't, Kessler, so. I mean, these are all big guys in the dribble that, you know, do things with the ball that you're not supposed to see on the 6 11 or 7 footer, so I'm pretty sure, yeah. All right, that is uh, Luka Shamanich, uh, and uh, he signed for the rest of the season, which is only three games, but uh, we'll have uh, options in the summer, so it sounds like he's going to stick around and uh, and work with this team. Yeah, he's you know he said it best there. Um, big guys that are versatile can shoot it uh, and handle a little bit. They've had success, so just follow that model. And I also love his willingness, like he said, to stick around for a while, work with uh, the Jazz, on whatever they feel like I need to work on, whether it be offense, defense. That's it's a willing attitude, and those guys get better. So excited about that. That's a could be another diamond in the rough. I thought that was interesting. He said in G League, he's been playing a lot of four or five, and he comes to the Jazz, and they want him to play three, and then compares himself to Jazz players, I guess, of similar build and game that uh, that fit well and and play well here. I thought that was pretty interesting. So in just four games uh, with the Jazz. Started one thus far, but seven points per game. Um, and, you know, we see that he has the ability to step out. He can handle it a little bit. 
So an intriguing guy, just add that to the list of talent and somebody that due to the signing obviously will be around for a while. Yep. All right, post game is brought to you by Mark Miller Subaru and the My Subaru Is campaign. Real stories from real Mark Miller Subaru customers. Subaru owners are diverse and each has a unique story to share. Read some, share your own. MySubaruIs.com. Jazz fall tonight to the Thunder, 114 to 98. We'll have more for you straight ahead. You're listening to Utah Jazz Basketball. Wow! The outcome is in the books. Let's get to the reaction. Hear from the coaches, the players, as well as the coach, Tim LaCombe. It's the Mark Miller Utah Jazz Postgame Show. Here's Jake Scott. Jazz Postgame, Jake Scott, Coach Tim LaCombe. Jazz fall to the Thunder tonight, 114-98. to They are now eliminated from playoff contention. Postgame is brought to you by... Mark Miller Subaru, featuring the My Subaru Is campaign. Real stories from real Mark Miller Subaru customers. Share your Subaru story for a chance to win prizes. Learn more and share at markmillersubaru.com. Coach, let's uh, check out the Chick-fil-A foul shot review of the game. Download a whole new way to Chick-fil-A. Earn rewards with the Chick-fil-A One app. Uh, from the line tonight, the Jazz were 11 of 16, uh, led by Kelly Olenek, who was 4 of 6. The Thunder, however, took a ton of foul shots. They were 21 of 26 tonight. Shea himself took 10, 7 of 10. Shea did not shoot the ball well tonight. 22 points, 7 of 19 shooting, 1 of 5 from 3, 7 of 10 at the line, 7 boards, 7 assists. This is a guy who averages over 31 points a game. It's nice to have, uh, you know, we t- always used to talk about guards having their career nights. It's nice to have guys have tough nights. And uh, I-, I think tonight a big part of it was it w- he had a difficult time getting in a rhythm. I thought the Jazz guarded him well physically man-to-man, and then they threw the zone in there, and guys get lost a little bit when you switch it up on them. It certainly appeared so tonight. Uh, all right, let's get back downstairs. Let's keep the sound rolling. It's time to hear from Ochai Obaji. Uh, different. Um, you know, kind of being in that position, you know, not knowing you're going to be in that position until, like, before the game. Um, whole mindset change, but, but you know, just trying to, to get us in good offense. Um execute our offense and also also be aggressive too. When you say the whole mindset changes, like what are the things that you're thinking of when you're going into that role? Just those things like, you know, um, making sure we get a good, good shot. Uh, you know, if, if the defense is pressuring me, just go. Um, that's something that, you know, I just now am learning today and, and all that stuff. So just talking with the coaches and obviously I'm going to go back and watch film and um, break down all the stuff. So. How, how does uh, getting a chance to play point guard tonight kind of fit in with how your season's progressed as a whole? Uh, I mean, just the progression of different different steps and different uh, roles and positions. Um, but just being being able to adapt to them, I think that's the biggest thing because um, you never know when, when you're going to be put in that position. So just being ready for it, I think, is the biggest part. How are you – I guess Kelly was talking this morning about how you're really good at just staying within yourself, like knowing your role, knowing what to do, and not kind of stepping outside of that. How do you do that? Um – Really just comes with with reps and the the reps that you do, the shots that you take, the same shots that you take uh, that you're going to take in a game. Um, just just getting confidence from that. Um, really, that's it. I think just knowing knowing what you do and, and honing that and, and you know bring it to the team. How do you turn your mind over now? I mean, you're not playing for a playoff spot now, mm-hmm. and so you got to play two more games that aren't necessarily meaningful in, in the way that standings are, right? So how do you play in those games? Same way, I mean, we, we approach every game. Um, no matter what, if we, we're, we're going to be in the playoffs or not, 
just going out there, competing, playing hard, and playing the right way. So. That was Ochai Obaji. Um, we wondered uh, if Ochai would uh, would score a lot tonight. Uh, he took 18 shots. I mean, he had opportunities. He just did not shoot the ball that well, Coach. 13 points, 6 of 18, 0 of 8 from 3. And uh, I thought that was interesting uh, hearing him talk about being more of a uh, well, having the ball in his hands tonight, having a little bit of a different role because they were shorthanded. And that is probably what led to, you know, you probably become more of a distributor or try to be. Um, the Jazz didn't make shots tonight. So uh, Ochai ended up with no assists tonight. But, you know, I'm sure a lot of passes that got kicked out for three that you typically maybe knock in, Jazz just didn't tonight. So I, one thing I love about Coach Hardy is he allows guys. I know the Jazz were – kind of in a desperate situation tonight, but it lets guys play outside of the, the normal box that maybe some coaches put them in. And, um, you know, learning experience for sure for Ochai to be, you know, have minutes as a point guard in an NBA game. Yeah, minutes in a, in a game where his team needed him to be the guy. <clears throat> we talked to David a little bit about this in Crosstalk too, about, you know, being the, the number one option, having the experience to go out there and, and battle it against the other team's, you know, best defenders and go – you know, play against a, a Lou Dort and uh, see what she can do. And Ochai's a rookie and had a tough shooting night tonight, but I'm sure he's better off for the experience. Yeah, and the, I'm telling you, even those that are hard to go through, those experiences, you learn a ton. Um, so for him, you know, if, if nothing else, I think you'd, you could appreciate those first-line guys. They're stretching all those minutes out on a nightly basis and having success. So it's good, it's good either way, good in development and then good for obviously a, a cohesive locker room. Yeah, it seems like uh, that's kind of been a, a theme of the year, actually, for this Jazz team. You know, the locker room's changed a lot, but it seemed pretty cohesive for most of the year. Give Coach Hardy uh, a lot of credit. Yeah, good guys, you know, just out there trying to make the most of the situation. And, yeah, they got they got great play across the board. I mean, the guy, I think most guys make a, made a big step forward this year. I would agree. Uh, let's go back downstairs, keep the sound rolling. It's time to hear from Kelly Olenek. Yeah, it didn't really matter. We're down twenty. <laughs> Should have had it before then, probably. Was that the fault of the guys who missed the shots that you passed to then? <laughs> um, what, what's the feeling right now with you, just knowing that you guys are eliminated from playoff contention? I mean, obviously, it's feelings. I mean, you're a competitive person. You want to win every game. You want to play in the playoffs, especially. You know. 10 years in the league, being played, playing the playoffs, playing to the finals. And that's what that's what it's about. You know, competing in this league is about. Um, obviously, you know, being officially eliminated. But, um, I just got to keep focused on getting better. And, you know, keep it, keep a positive attitude. Make sure that you, you know, do whatever you can to, to keep getting better. How do you kind of turn your mind then to two games that, you know, aren't meaningful? I mean, like I said this morning, you weren't there. Yeah. When you come? I was busy at the doctor. All right. What happened? I just have a bad shoulder. Uh, uh, I mean, yeah, like I said this morning. That's <laughs> fine. You don't have to repeat yourself. Anytime, anytime you got a chance to compete, you know, at the highest level in the NBA, you, know, you got to do it. You never know when, you know, that's going to be taken away from you. You're not going to be able to do it anymore. So if you have the opportunity got to seize that and go out and compete against the best players in the world. And, you know, I love the game of basketball. I like playing basketball, so I go out and play every night I can. 
What, what's kind of been the defining characteristic of this group? That, I mean, through these eighty games. Uh, I mean, our group has changed a lot. You know, it's been pretty fluid in and out. All the so that kind of dynamic and characteristics have changed over, you know, 80 games or whatever it is. Um, but I mean, I think we got a lot of young, talented guys who are eager to to learn and grow and get better. And um, I think we're still kind of trying to find our way in our uh, in the league and our you know what we we can do really really well and what we can hang our hat on. Uh, but we're, we're going out and competing every single day. Uh, this one got away from us at the end, but for the most part, we've been in a lot of games, um, and I just haven't closed them out. So um, I just keep continuing to compete and you know, enjoy it. It's along the lines, you know, on the one hand, as you say, it's a shitty feeling right now. On the other hand, you guys have been competitive all season long. Yes, mm-hmm. how do you kind of balance those two competing ideas? You know, how long does it take you to kind of? Dwell on not being in the playoffs before you were able to kind of yeah, I mean, look at the bigger picture. Obviously, it's gonna be a tough day. Tough yeah. day tomorrow will be maybe a little grim. <laughs> but um, like I said, you got two more games. You want to finish strong, you know, as an individual and a team and organization. Um, we got one more chance to play in front of these fans. You know, give them what they deserve, and uh, you know, roll, try and roll it and parlay into next year. And, I just keep getting better as a as a unit and as an individual player. All right, there you go, Kelly Olinick, who's not happy about uh, being eliminated from the postseason. Said he's been in the postseason most of his career, gone to the finals. Not uh, an easy thing for him to stomach, apparently. Dude's won a lot of games. I mean, just his college career alone, they won. It seemed like they won twelve for every one they lost. It was crazy. Um, but he, he's a winning guy, and he's helped so much. So, yeah, you're going to be disappointed. Um, I think in the long run, all this stuff that went, that happened this year, I think it happened kind of organically and naturally. Um, and I think the Jazz got a lot of mileage out of it. I think they were going to have a hard time making the playoffs all year long anyhow. Um, so there's disappointment, but I think a lot of good things. And the the Bogdanovich trade that landed Olenek was somewhat controversial. Uh, a lot of fans out there thought, you know, first-round pick maybe, something along those lines. And Olenek turned out to be just what this team needed in a variety of different ways. I, I don't think Markkinen has the season he has unless he has the room created by Kelly Olenek. That's exactly right. He's, we just we, we had Rudy Gobert here for so long and watching uh, you know from the very beginning of the season what that space does when you've got a guy who they have to respect behind the three-point line. Um, you know, it's why Walker's going to work on his jumper and uh, why – you know, Luca just signed because they want big guys that are versatile, can space the floor. And um, so Kelly did so much of that. And then Point Kelly facilitated, uh, rebounded when needed, you know, tough. Certainly uh, didn't leave any flops out there either. I mean, he got no. all of them in. All Mel, season did he long. Did get them in? Yeah, he did. He it, got it. it. It's funny. There was a, a race early in the year between he and uh, Vanderbilt to see who could commit the most fouls in the league. Man, it was crazy, too. They were going at a great pace. Games were long. We were surly. They were fouling. Man, they're fouling. Uh, but, you know, he brings the savviness. He brings toughness. Um, he's He's been fun to cover this year. He's had, he's had a good season. And I, I really believe, looking at kind of how everything works, um, going in early, watching guys during the game, body language, 
I think he's the he he's a guy that really kind of unifies that locker room from from the way it looks. I'd like. buy he's that. A, he's a guy that um, is fun to be around, but also really important for him to win. So you can keep guys on task. I like the point Olinic though. That's the best Olinic. Point oh. Point oh Linux. All right, Jazz fall tonight to the Thunder one fourteen to ninety eight. Post game is brought to you by Mark Miller Subaru and the My Subaru is campaign. Real stories from real Mark Miller Subaru customers. Subaru owners are diverse and each has a unique story to share. Read some and share your own. MySubaruIs.com. We've got a play of the game coming from Locke coming up next. And we'll get Coach Combs' final thoughts on this one as well. You are listening to Utah Jazz Basketball. Running hook, blocked it. The final box score is printed. Jake Scott and the coach Tim Lacombe are breaking down how it all happened on the Mark Miller Utah Jazz postgame show. Oh, my. Down on the push, chest to Olenek, point Olenek with it between the legs, left-hand dribble, powers into the defender, scoops, short, gets his own rebound, tips it up and in. And a foul. And a foul. Some art is a Monet. Some art might be a little less beautiful. Some of it's a Jackson Pollock, and this art is a Kelly Olenek. All right, David, I follow. Does Kelly paint? There's your play of the game brought to you by Larry H. Miller Dealerships for service, sales, and selection. LHMauto.com, driven by you. Jazz fall tonight to the Thunder, 114-98. to Post game brought to you by Mark Miller Subaru and the My Subaru Is campaign. Real stories from real Mark Miller Subaru customers. Share your Subaru story for a chance to win prizes. Learn more and share uh, your Subaru story at MarkMillerSubaru.com. Uh, is, is David a NARC critic now? I know, he's a, I know he's a talented man, a man of many passions. I would just tell you he's well versed. There's there's just a phrase for him, and he's probably he's talking Monets and Pollocks and the, the mouth of the canyon. The man is well versed. Comparing styles, I, I wonder what Olenek would be. We've heard social stuff. We've heard economics. I mean, you listen deep, you'll learn something. We we didn't get ice cream like we got last year. Vanilla on the left. Yeah, I remember that one. Yeah, I remember that yeah, one, we too. had an ice cream. Yeah, it's yeah. It, there is embedded messages. And, Jamil, I've got to admit, I'm bummed that we only have two plays of the game left to go. Always one of the highlights of the broadcast. So, I mean, it's shout out to David. so nice not to have to see you guys anymore. Uh, but beyond that, it'll be tough to not be. Wow, you don't mean that. No, Come I on. don't. I was just Come on now. I was trying to be – trying to – the hurt is there, and I'm trying to – Play it off. Coach, for the first time since 2016, the Utah Jazz will not make the playoffs. They will not make the play-in. They were eliminated tonight. Not a surprise. If anything, I would say a surprise that it took this late in the season for them to be eliminated. Honestly, given the expectations coming into the year, um, this, it's actually a pretty ideal year for the Jazz if you, if you think about it. They're still in the lottery. They fought hard. I feel like Will Hardy was able to, or is, or you know, still two games left. Um, able to establish a culture. I think you've made mention of that a couple of times tonight. I think that's uh, extremely important. And, you know, I don't I don't know how much this team really would have benefited, honestly, from a, a play-in type scenario. I could see why Oklahoma City would, but I don't think the Jazz are quite there in the rebuild yet. No, this is – I agree with you. I, I do believe it was kind of a rebuild, and certainly not a tank, but a rebuild with anesthesia. I mean, the, the season went fast and furious – because I think everybody was engaged. You know, I think fans were engaged. Certainly the team was so fun to watch all year long. And it really, you think about it, they, they went toe-to-toe with the best teams 
uh, in the league. And, you know, they, they did a really, really good job at competing and winning a lot of those games. I'll probably win what they win probably 10 more games than anybody thought they would. Yeah, 10 to 12. for sure. So, um, no, it's been a joy. It, it is sad when, you know, even though you're not planning on it, when it's the finality of it, it's tough. Uh, but there is still stuff to play for, and I think the guys touched on that. You, you want to finish professionally. And, you know, some of these guys, again, how long are they going to be in the NBA, really enjoy being out there and playing in this league. If you could compare this season to an artist's work, <laughs> what way would you go? I would call it probably a – Maybe a Van Gogh. Okay. Because certainly everybody had an idea of what this guy looked like, right? They had their own interpretation. But um, Vince, he grabbed it. He put his own kind of, you know, let's just say he played really, he painted really hard. And he shared, uh, you know, he shared his paint. He play hard and pass. I'm trying to make that comparison. But no, Van Gogh. Because it was interpretive, and I think Team 49, all versions of it, you know, every single version has been really interesting. I think we've watched different stories flower. You know, uh, early in the year, it was it was um, Lowry, and it was how fun it was. Beasley was making threes, and Vanderbilt was energy bunny. Uh, you know, Sexton had his nights where he really changed the pace. But we got induced to all these characters, and almost like a movie, kind of Ochai coming on late, certainly Walker making his grand appearance. So, yeah, I think it's there's a lot of color. There's a lot of texture. And uh, so a Van Gogh, in a long-winded answer, a Van Gogh. All right, here's what I'm going with. And who knew? Thanks, David, by the way, for the topic. Who knew this is the direction we'd be going in a postgame show? I'm going Andy Warhol. And here's why. He takes things that are kind of ordinary and a little bit boring which is kind of what we expected of this jazz season this year. You know, maybe take some L's, not be all that interesting. You know, we were thinking of things, brainstorming on the show, you know, on those long nights. You know, what are we going to talk about? Can we come up with extra features? Well, much like Warhol, who just takes a Campbell soup can and makes it cool, makes it interesting. Everybody wants one. Everybody wants it. It seems boring. You say, oh, we just, just a picture of a, a Campbell soup can. What's interesting about that? But then get into it a little bit deeper. Pretty darn cool to look at, even though it's still a Campbell soup can. That's a great comparison. What do you think? Saw Andy, or, or so I thought, it was Andy lookalike in the airport yesterday, of all things. <laughs> I talked to my daughter. I leaned over. I said, you ever seen the Campbell soup paintings? It's like, yeah. I said, dude, look just like That's that. That's that guy. That guy. He had the big glasses and spiky hair in an oversized suit. Like, seriously, I don't know if he was impersonating him or if he... Maybe has reincarnated. Looked just like him. Yeah, and so it's just crazy. 24 hours later, you're bringing it up. Bringing up Andy Warhol. Do you have an artist, Jamil, you'd like to compare this jazz season to, uh, their work? Michael Jackson. Okay. All right. Reason being? Reason being? Um, It has its ups and downs. Okay. All right. Interesting. I like it. It felt like they were moonwalking at times this year. Huh? Gliding on yeah. glass. And then losing their glove. I mean, at times it was easy as ABC. One, two, three. Simple I, as I, do Ray me. I still chuckle that you and I. I like it, Jamil. I like it. It was very good. Yeah. I still chuckle that you and I and Mike, that first show, like we just tried to lay the gauntlet down about how hard the season was going to yeah. be. 
And, boy, we've never been through something like this. Well, they beat Denver that night. That very night with a ton of energy in the building. And, seriously, that nobody ever looked back. And everybody was so ticked off about the trades and what they got back for trades. And then it was the uniforms. That summer when those uniforms came out and people were comparing them to, you know, prison uniforms. Ugh. And what's cool is no everybody stopped talking about the trades except for in the affirmative. And yep. everybody stopped talking about the uniforms. They'd make jokes here and there, but it wasn't the thing. Nope. People talked about how hard this team played, and, and so that's that's a win in my book. They still have two left to go, but tonight eliminated uh, from playoff contention. If you're just joining us, uh, the Jazz got 22 points, seven boards and eight assists from Chris Dunn, 16 points, 14 boards, eight assists from Kelly Olenek, although he did have seven turnovers. <clears throat> Ochai had 13 uh, Doak had 12 tonight. He also had seven boards. He got the start. Fontecchio with uh, 11 coming in off the bench for Oklahoma City. Shea led the way with 22, although didn't shoot the ball well. Seven of 19 from the floor, one of five from three. Josh Giddy with uh, 17 points, eight assists, and eight rebounds. Uh, Jay Williams, uh, you know, they have the, the two Williams. Jalen Williams, I should say. What oh, they have, Jalen and Jalen. Uh, had 11 points, six boards, and uh, and two assists uh, for the Thunder, who uh, got a win, but I don't think quite as easy as the 114 to 98 score would uh, lead you to believe. No, it was it was kind of spurts, right? Spurt in the third that pulled apart, and then fourth quarter they just um, kind of ran away and hid. But it was a way more competitive game than the final yeah. score for sure. I I thought the Jazz would struggle to score the basketball tonight. Obviously, that was the case. I mean, just missing too much firepower from that lineup. And five for 31 will do you in, not from three. Well, every single time. Yeah, five for Pretty 31. Yeah. You, ain't, you aren't overcoming that. No, likely not. All right, Coach, a couple final thoughts before we wrap it up. Well, like everybody said, I think it's a, um, you know, we heard tonight it's, it's kind of a pivotal night, disappointing night, but I think it's also now we can set our sights on um, – we got two games, as you said, Jake, and then we can kind of set our sights on what's next. So uh, the next two games, obviously, we'll spend a bunch of time perhaps even looking down the road. And uh, it's just been a, it's a fun team to cover tonight. No real surprise going in, you know, with all the guys sitting out. Felt like that would kind of, this would kind of be the destination. But uh, just like Team 49, they put up a huge fight and uh, made the game fun to watch for the people here. All right, we want to say big thanks to everybody who helped with the broadcast tonight. David Locke, Ron Boone, appreciate their fine work. Thanks to our broadcast assistants. Thanks to Jamil Hawkins, executive producer of the Jazz Broadcast. Thanks to Mark Miller, Subaru, the title sponsor of the postgame show and the My Subaru Is campaign. Real stories from real Mark Miller Subaru customers. Share your Subaru story for a chance to win prizes. Learn more and share at MySubaruIs.com. Coach Lacombe, thank you. It's great to see you. Thanks for having me back. Oh, man. It was a blast, as usual. Jazz fall tonight, 114-98 to to the Oklahoma City Thunder. Next broadcast coming your way on Saturday afternoon. Remember the afternoon tip, 1.30. Pre-game will be at 12.30. You have been listening to Utah Jazz Basketball. Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. There's desperation and anguish. More than 80,000 Afghans have since arrived in America. But this story is still unfolding. I'm Andreas Martin, and my new podcast, Stranger Becomes Neighbor, we'll find out what happens to these new arrivals in our communities. Who would help our newest neighbors? 
Follow us at kslpodcast.com, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen.